0: And now, take your Bible tonight. Go into the book of Daniel. Go into chapter number six. We're going to start back where we were last week. Try to finish this chapter. I got into some of that. I'm not going to be back into it again tonight. So but we'll skip over some of this this text and try to finish this chapter up. And then next week, Lord willing, we can get into the seventh chapter. How many divisions are they in the book of Hebrew? I mean, in the book of Daniel. How many divisions? Two. Two. All right. What's the first division? First six chapters and they are what? consist of what? What would you say? History. history, one of them. And the other one is what? Miracles. No, miracles. Miracles, in the first six chapters, you find miracles and history. You wouldn't know anything about this if you didn't have that. And, of course, there's a miracle. How many miracles? I mean, how many chapters has a miracle in the first six? All six. Amen. And you can find more miracles in there if you want to hunt them. And uh, But I'm just talking about the, mainly. So we find that 13 chapters. You remember that? Twelve. 12. Excuse me, you're right. Amen. I was on Hebrews this evening, and I, I, I remember that. That's right, what Hebrews is. And so anyhow... Those twelve chapters, because the division two is two sixes, two chapters or, or two divisions, one through six and six through twelve. So uh, we've got those, and we appreciate that tonight. I just want to keep that in your mind. That's not part of the message. It's just something I want you to carry on with. All right. Looking at verse number eighteen, I'll stop as we come down and pick back up where we were. Then the king went to his palace. And passed the night fasting. We talked a little bit about that last week. We're going to be preaching some more on that. Neither were instruments of music brought before him. Amen. I've heard people say that they had to have music to go to sleep at at night. And I don't know where you do or not, but I don't. Amen. Praise God. Three nights this week Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night. Three nights this week. Well, last night, too. So four. Four nights this week, I slept all night long. Amen. I don't really like that. Amen. I go to bed and then it's morning, right? Just, Amen. I like to have a little interview, in, in, interval in between there. But amen. Praise God. That's pretty good. An old man like me, sleeping like I am. Amen. I good. I praise God for him. All right. were instruments of music brought before him and his sleep went from him. He couldn't sleep. I've had nights like that, but I don't appreciate them either. But uh, God gets us through them sometimes. I found out when I can't sleep, better thing, best thing me do is pick up the Bible and read it for a while, and God shows me a few things, and I can go to sleep like a baby. Then, all right, verse nineteen. Then the king arose very early in the morning. We talked about that the other day, and went in haste under the den of lions. We talked about that last week too, didn't we? And when he came to the den, we talked about the den, too. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. I want to talk about that lamentable for just a minute. That's not a word that we use very often. And I don't know whether you know what it means or not, but it comes from the word lament. And lament is sad, Sorrow. Uh, and so lamentable is just playing out sorrow and grief. This king was up all night with sorrow and grief. He had a regrettable heart and a shameful heart because he is the one that put Daniel in the lions or the dens, den of lions. He's the one is there, and he signed it with his signet, and it had to be done. But he loved Daniel for some reason. The Bible tells us why here in the next uh, little bit there. He he tells us why I believe that the king liked Daniel. Matter of fact, everybody liked Daniel. Except his enemies. All of God's people liked Daniel. (laughs) Amen. Uh, The magicians and the astrologers and the soothsayers. And the... all the leaders they didn't like him. They didn't have the same God he did, and they knew they had to get him on his God. And uh, so anyhow, it said they cried with a lamp, Or he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said uh, to, uh, to Daniel, and I'm just trying to think. He said this in a sad, sorrowful spirit. I'm sure, O Daniel, servant of the living God. That's a good thing for the king to be able to say about Daniel, wasn't it? He said, servant. Amen. Many of us couldn't say we're servants. And many many of us tonight, God wouldn't say we're servants. Servants serve. Servants do the menial work. Most everybody wants to get the highlights. We like the back patting. We like the bragging. We like the, and of course there's some folks, if you don't brag on them every once in a while, they don't do nothing else and they'll get mad at you. But amen, if you need that, uh, you've got a problem. All I can say is just bring it to the altar of the Lord and take care of that. He can. He has in my life many times. He will again. He has to work on me for that. Amen. Old Daniel, servant of the... I like that. He called him a living God. What kind you got? Same kind, right? He's the living God. He recognized him as the living God. Now remember this, and I think I've said this several times in studying the book of Daniel here, that Babylon had many hundreds of gods. They had the fire god, the sun god, uh, the water god, uh, you know, just all of them. Uh, they had all kinds of goddesses, had gods and goddesses. And uh, so that's the reason these boys couldn't get nothing done when they called on their gods. They couldn't answer me because there was not a living God. He said, servant of the living God is thy God whom thou servest. If he's a servant, he servest. Now, I want you to notice that serviced. That means he's he continually done it. And that's because he said the next word, continually. Serviced continually. Able to deliver thee from the lions. Yep, he was. Amen. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. I believe when he said that, that's probably the sweetest words he had heard from Daniel in a while. He hadn't slept all night. He hadn't had a rest. He was troubled. He was fasting. He was miserable. And when he came down, he wanted to hear something. And I guess he heard exactly what he wanted to hear. Amen. I imagine that was a breath of fresh air. Look at verse 22. He said in verse 22, My God... Now Daniel's bragging on God. Matter of fact, if you'll see the first six chapters, that's what Daniel done all the way through. That's where we need to learn to brag on God. Constantly. I'm a nothing, you're a nothing. I can't do anything, but I can do all things through Christ with strength of me. So anything you've accomplished today, God helped you. God done it. He's the one that done it. Give him the praise, the glory, the honor. My God has sent His angel and has shut the lion's mouth. Amen. God sent an angel down, guarded the old lions. I can see an old lion looking over at Daniel. He looks at him, and I'm, I'm saying, I, I believe him lions were hungry. I don't believe it fed them a full course meal and then throw Daniel in. I believe there's a roaring and a growling and their stomach was growling. But they got disappointed when they throwed in old Daniel and he wasn't nothing but no uh, skinny uh, backbone. They said, what about this? And then one of them, they couldn't even slobber. When you see food, you know, you... Mouth begins to water a little bit. The appetite gets up. Because that, that angel came down and shut the mouth of them lions. And I'm just seeing them over there. If you was looking at them little old lions, they're trying to get their mouth open. Can't get their mouth open. They're trying to, amen. That's the reason I believe it couldn't make as much racket either. God shut their mouth and they didn't even hear them all night. And give old Daniel a good night's rest. That they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, Innocency was found in him. And also before thee, O king, Have I done no hurt. King, I ain't hurt you. And I hadn't done you wrong. And you put me in here, But God has delivered me. Amen. I'll tell you right now, when I look at this and see it, I see old Daniel, and I see all them others, and I'm saying that them them on the outside, the happiest people in that day, while Daniel was in the den of lions, was the people that caused the decree to be made. I'm seeing them go home, to the families and saying we got that rascal straightened he's going to be out of our hair tonight he won't be around tomorrow to bother us them lines lead him up they didn't know his God would deliver him if they that his God would have delivered him they wouldn't have put him in there they got something else but they saved face on themselves and and even said that nobody can pray to any other God but you, O king. Even put themselves in jeopardy with their own God that wasn't going to help them anyhow. And they even lorated their own God. Because they know all it was is an idol. Can you imagine somebody taking an idol, building it together with wood or stone... And then bowing before it that can't give you breath. Amen. If it's a wooden idol, you can put it in the fire and get a little heat off of it. But it'll be gone. Amen. So I'm looking at this tonight and them fellas are standing on the side laughing. I see one of them talking to his wife and said, I sure am glad I've been looking forward to this for a while. Now, let me just talk to you just a minute about this. I'm going to tell you next week the ages, but somewhere, I believe, and I'm not sure about the time, I will go back and look at it. You know how old Daniel was when he got started between 15 and 17 and the first chapter? 60-something, I think it's 65 years has taken place since then. All right? But Daniel was getting close to 80 years old. Right here when he's thrown into the, the den of lions. Now you say, why did you mention that? There's two men in the Bible that's been given the credit for prophecy. Of course, a lot of others have too. But the two main characters of prophecy in the Bible is Daniel. Now Ezekiel and Jeremiah and all them in there too. But Daniel has given us a good bit. He was old when he got the prophecy. The other one was John. John was old and on the Isle of Patmos when God gave him the book of Revelation. I often wonder why God puts up the old men. Old men, after they've been in the ministry for years and years... They know kind of how to work with God. They don't always get it right. But God gives them wisdom and understanding to know what to do. And therefore, that's why God uses it. Amen. How would you have felt if Daniel was 15 and trying to tell you something? Of course, Miss modern day, they want 15-year-old preachers because they can twist them to do what they want them to do. You'll find out the older the man gets, the less the church likes him. So check this out. If he's a real man of God, that is. If he's not a real man of God, they could tolerate anything because they can twist him. Amen. So it says that he shut the lion's mouth, that they have no hurt, that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocence was found in me, and also before thee, O king, I have uh, have I done no hurt. Now let's look at verse twenty three. The Bible said in verse number twenty three Then was the king exceedingly Glad for him. He just about got the king ready to shout. Amen. And commanded, notice this, that they should take Daniel up out of the den. Get him up out of the den. I imagine they didn't want to do that, especially his enemies. Especially the one that had got the decree done. Don't you know their heart sunk that morning? Don't you know they were troubled? They knew they were in trouble. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. And then they searched him and checked him out. And no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Do you remember when the Israel when the three Hebrew children were cast into the fiery furnace? They also told the remedy and what happened to him when he came out. His clothes, their, their clothes were not burned. They didn't even smell of smoke. And the only thing that was burned off of them was the bindings that they were bound with. What man put on them, God burned off of them. And if you'll take your stand for God in any situation, in every situation... One of the hardest things is today to find is a Christian that will take this book right here, look the devil flat-footed in the eye and say, big boy, I'm not doing that. Because most people will bow. The devil will say, you're going to do it. And you shake all over and do it. We need some people that's got a backbone like a saw log, as I mentioned a while ago, that determines in their mind that they're going to stand for God. There's not but one thing in your life that should be good enough for everything. That's the Word of God. Not what people think is the Word, but what the Word is. I'm fully persuaded tonight to believe that the King James Bible is the authoritative inspired Word of God. And I've been doing that for so long, you said you just got hung in that, you just got in a rut. Leave me alone. You're in a rut too, but it's on a different one. Ain't, nothing, ain't much different between a rut and a, and a graveyard, except the end's just knocked out. Or a grave. Alright, so Daniel was taken up out of the den. Amen. And it sent her out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because what? He believed in his God. If you're not careful, the devil will hide that from you, and you'll just maybe think, wonder why God brought him out. Why God spared him. Right there's the key. Because he believed in his God. I'm going to heaven. You know why I'm going to heaven? I believe in Jesus Christ. You understand that? That's where we are today. People not paying no attention. Many don't even know the Lord. They've heard of Him. Amen. But they've never seen God do anything major in their life. And never seen no miracles in their life. Somebody said, we're not in the day of miracles. Amen. We've been in a day of miracles since God put man on the earth. They're just different now. What in the world is salvation? One of the greatest miracles that could ever happen to mankind is for God to raise him from the dead in a physical body. Amen. Spiritually speaking, I'm saying. A spiritual birth. Amen. The new birth. That's a miracle. The world don't understand that. Nicodemus said, How can a man... Uh, be born again can he enter his mother's womb and be born the second time and Jesus said to him you're born of the flesh you're, a, you, you know, you're of the flesh you're born of the spirit you're of the spirit in other words if you, was, if you entered your mother's womb and was born again the second time you'd still be just what you were before you've got to have a spiritual birth not a physical birth amen you didn't know all that's in the book of Daniel, but there it is. Daniel, he said he got him up and took him out, and there he was. And the reason he came out of that is not because he is a good man, it wasn't because he had stood for the truth, it wasn't because he'd been preaching, it's because he just believed God. All right. That's what he, did. he believed in his God. Verse 24. I want you to notice verse 24. Bible said, and the king commanded, and they brought those men, the ones that brought the decree out, the ones that caused the whole stinking mess to start with. They brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. And we're not going to stop right there at that verse. You'll miss a bunch here. Them, their children... And their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them. You know what that means, don't you? They killed them. The lions killed their wives and their children. And break all, break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Before they got to the bottom of the den, they was pieces. The bones, the meat's gone. They done eat them. You say, why are you mentioning all that? This. There's a point tonight, I want to mention right here, that the average church member does not see Did you know if you're a a rebellious son or a rebellious daughter, you can bring reproach upon your mother and upon your daddy. And you can bring problems to your mother and your daddy. I've known down through the years many preachers who've had children and uh, they've messed up. And they reproached their daddy. And uh, he may be the pastor of the local church. And his kids on drugs. What kind of testimony does that teach about the preacher? What kind of testimony does a preacher have? God may take them kids. He did it with Hophni and Phinehas. Eli sitting on the throne. His sons got killed. And they got killed because they were sinning. Terrible fleshly sins. They were they're his sons and they were in position... And in, in a high position, God killed them. And at the same time, he killed their daddy. He fell off the throne and broke his neck. Why? Because of them sons. You said, well, just because, because he did not have the heart to correct them. You hearing me? What I'm preaching tonight will not get preached all over the country tonight. It's ignored. People think I can do what I please. I'm a man of my own. I'm a woman of my own. I can do what I please. I I don't have to worry about it. Listen, you can bring reproach on your parents, children. A wife can bring reproach on her husband. Matter of fact, she can shorten her days of her husband and herself. That's why it's important that we live godly, holy, sanctified, and dedicated for God. A rebellious woman has taken a lot of men to the graveyard. A man that will not provide for his family and a man that will not Teach them the word of God and take the the home and be in charge of the home. God can cut him off and fill a premature grave. So everybody in here, what you do, it affects somebody. I went to a trailer park knocking on doors way back yonder in a little old trailer park when I was in the second church. It's gone now, the reason I mention that one particular one. And I was coming up through there. And there's a fellow in there in his living room sitting on the couch watching television and I walked up and he said, I ain't got nothing, uh, I ain't interested in anything you got to say on. I said, I'm not selling anything. I said, I come to tell you about Jesus Christ who died for you on the cross of Calvary. He said, "Feller, no man, he said, uh, I, I tend to my own business and what I do is my business and I don't bother nobody else. And I said, sir, I'll remind you what the Bible said. No man liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. So when you come into this world, you're going to affect somebody. It may be somebody that don't, you don't know, but you can affect them. Reckon how many of you stirred wrong down through the years like I have. And that's why it's important that we, you know what the Bible said, walk circumspectly. Not as fools. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. You won't hear preachers preach this? They want to tell you how good you are. Be a good woman. Be a good man. Be a good boy. Be a good girl. God teaches us in the Word of God what men are to do, how women are to do, and how children are to do. And if you don't mess up one of them... You can bring reproach on Jesus by bringing reproach upon the church. If you don't honor what God teaches the church to do, you're on the backside of trouble. And God's going to get a hold of you. Somebody said, well, I just live my life the way I want to live it and nobody tells me what to do. Go ahead. Amen. That old ticker starts skipping a beat. You get some kind of disease and they tell you that there ain't nothing else they can do for you. Just get to looking. I believe God lays out a lot of things in our lives today to teach us that we can't live the way we want to live we got to honor the Word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Boy, I know the Lord's here because I can't remember them scriptures. My mind's too gone, too far gone. See, I can't even talk from plain things. But the scriptures, they're right, right online. So they cast them all in there, and the lions had mastery over them. Now go to verse 25. Then King Darius wrote unto all the people, not some of them, unto all people, unto all people. You can carry that right on over without changing the scriptures. He says nations, but it's all nations. And languages are all languages. He wrote a letter to every one of them that dwell in all the earth. That tells you it's all of them. And it said, peace be multiplied unto you. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages. All right. And look at verse 26. I make a decree. Of course, this is a decree with some authority, too. King Darius had some authority. Many people have authority. Somebody said, I don't have to listen to them. You do. Amen. You do. I hate cops, you say. I hate policemen. God said you're to honor them, and God said you're to obey them. There's some crooks out there. Yes. You got churches that's full of crooks. You got preachers in the pulpit that's crooks. But you honor the position. You say, what if I do wrong? God's going to take care of who's in charge. And you too for falling if you know better. All right. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. I'll guarantee you them other people around them. Now they've done taken them others and killed them. They put them in the lion, or den of lions. And let me tell you, you know why I don't think they lasted long? They'd been starved to death all night long by the angel. <laughs> Praise God. I don't, I don't, I don't believe they stood back and looked at them. I believe they eat them fast. And then the, guess what it did? And this is why God lets that happen. Somebody said, why would God have done that? Every reason, everything that happens to you and me today is because of our disobedience to God. Everything. Sometimes God doesn't pass judgment on us. He warns us. There have been a lot of things in my life that God's warned me with. I had the choice either changing it or going on. And if I know it was God, brother, I I don't want to go on. I've changed it. So, what's happened here, he's he's set them there, and the other people that watched them throw them people in the den of lions that were not involved in it, when they saw Daniel come out that morning, and they knew he was out that morning. They had respect for God, and God put a fear in their heart. And that's what it ought to do to you and me when we see things happen around us. Amen. Amen. Look at that verse. You see, I can't understand this. I can't understand this. I hear people, I talk to people, and they're bad to drink. As I talk to them about drinking and so forth and I mention that, they'll just say, Preacher, I just, I just can't give it up. Have you ever heard them say that? I just can't give it up. I can't help it. I'm hooked on it. And I say, You mean to tell me uh, you got? it's a God to you? No, it ain't a God to me. I can give it up anytime I want to. I've just got to Amen. They have just had a double statement. I can't give it up. But then someone will tell you they can give it up. Well, why don't they give it up? Want to keep getting drunk? Puking and amen and just living that way? That's got to be a bad life. Drugs, the same way. Can't give it up. Amen. Some people have habits like that and it's not just drugs and uh, alcohol. They have anger. Other things that comes in. They can't... Well, I, I got this from my daddy. It's high time you got away from daddy. Amen. He's done dead and probably over in heaven or down in hell, whichever one it is, and quit trying to walk in the footsteps of you down. Listen. Jesus can take care of everything you've got. He can take care of every problem. He can meet every need. Amen. Whether you believe it or not, I've got most of you hanging out over God right now. And when you get to feeling bad, Amen. God's doing... He's answering my prayers. I want you right. I'm not preaching here to get glory and honor. There ain't no glory and honor in this kind of preaching. I don't know how long it's been since I had people when when I went out the door, they... Hugged my neck and patted me on the back and said, "Glory to God for you! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Glory, glory, glory!" Shouting off, of, they just kind of say, "Thank you, thank you." What can you say? I didn't never did but my daddy. would got a hold of me with his belt, and brother, he didn't he didn't spare no feelings. I mean, he made stripes on me. I'd went. My daddy went to jail if he was still raising me, and I'd went I'd go to jail if I was still raising my kids. But when daddy was whipping me, I didn't say glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. Why he's tearing my hide up? But that's what got my attention. He hadn't have done that. You don't tell where I'd be, Amen. little old boy over to. McDonald's the other morning come in there. His mama's been keeping him in there, and I I tease him every once in a while, and I call him uh, Joe or John or something. He said, my name ain't that. Well, I know his name. I, and so he comes in and I've been saying, hello, and I call his name and I shake his hand. But he, he don't have, he's got, He's a mix, he's not mixed up, he's got a uh, dysfunctional family I don't know where his daddy is mama's trying to raise him and so he was in there and he got my sandwich bag that I had there and he is going to throw it and I said and he looked like I'm going to throw it at me I said don't you dare throw that at me he, and he held back a little bit more and he turned around threw it to one of the others and hit him in the face and then he got it back and he throwed it at me. And I put it down here. And I said uh, let me tell you something big boy. He's going to the first grade this year. Matter of fact he started yesterday. And he I said let me tell you something. You better learn to love me. The way you're living right now You'll be in a jailhouse before you get grown, and you're gonna need a preacher. And I'll come and see you. And he looked at me like, and he walked off back and sat down over there. Like I ain't never heard nobody talk to me like that. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? God wants us in. In, in the right shape. He wants to hold us there. He wants to put us where we need to be. And then he said in verse 27. He said. He delivereth and rescueth. And he worketh signs and wonders. In heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Amen. That right there would just almost make me want to stay with chapter 6 for one more week. That one verse. You don't realize what God does for you every day. <laughs> kind of funny, you probably laugh at this. This morning I was trying to do some cleaning up. Trying to pick up some stuff out of my shelter out there. And God knows it's a, it's a terrible job hush boys I went out there one of my neighbors when I got bought some stuff from him he gave me a little woodworking stool and I had it in the house been trying to give it away and I asked Troy to take it to Trina but I said that's just about right for me to sit on that stool and pick up things put in the bag I took it out there and I was sitting there, and the ground was a little wobbly on that gravel. And I reached over to get something when I did. That thing said and I went down and it's in pieces. Sorry, you ain't gonna get it. And I'm sitting there and I got on and it hit me on my knee, and my knee's been sore all day. It didn't scratch it or nothing, but it just kind of made it sore. And I'm a saying. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't hit my head and bust it somewhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we never know what God does for us and sometimes don't pay much attention to it. But God does take care of us. And I thought to myself, some of the church folks said they'd like to have that on film. (laughs) But anyhow, he says in verse 28, so this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. I'm going to give you this as a kind of a little outline. I got to thinking about it. Do you see that verse 28 prospered? So this Daniel prospered. In chapter 1, he purposed that he's not going to be defiled with the king's meat and drink king's wine. In chapter 2, he prayed sought God for the miracle or sought God for the dream that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed and the interpretation in chapter three Daniel was pers- uh, I mean uh, he he uh, persevered if you will here in this chapter you see or chapter uh, well let me go back and look. Chapter 2 is what they went to the that's where they went to the lion's den and I mean to the fiery furnace. Alright. God blessed them there. And then in chapter number 4 they were persecuted. And chapter uh, 4 I must have missed chapter 3 I guess but one of them we we'll get over chapter 5 and they were preaching and prophesying. That's what Daniel did then. And when he got to six, he is persecuted himself. The Israelites, the three Hebrew children were persecuted earlier. And so, and uh, he was persecuted with a den of lions. And so it goes back and forth. You stand, you persecute. Stand, you persecute. You preach, you stand. You're persecuted. We're not